And with that, we're starting. Good thing nobody was listening to what you just said. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Our Kids Asleep. My name is Jaime Alejandro, and I am joined by my beloved wife, Madeline. How are you? I'm good. I say a lot of irreverent shit off mic. That's really good that I have. I say it on mic. Who am I kidding? What? You, you say it on mic. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Indiscriminate. Welcome, folks. We <laughs> skipped a week. Why did we do that? Because we were ill. We were very ill. We came down with a really strange, awful, disgusting cold <laughs> in the middle of summer. Yeah. Well, summer colds are a bitch, man. How was that for you? It sucked. That was a nightmare. I haven't felt that sick in a long time. You were the I, sickest of the three of us, yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably in a few years. And I hated it. I couldn't move. I had to get like my compression on <laughs> with like my head. I had to strap shit to my head. I still can't believe that sure. worked. It does. It does. I felt like a balloon. And every time I moved just a little bit, it hurt a lot. It was not cool. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, uh, the week is it, it pretty much we, we blew like three days on it. We yeah. couldn't really do much. And I was really bummed out that we missed the, um, and this is big news for me. I mean, I, I was coaching soccer, our son's mm -hmm. soccer team, and it was our last game. It was a triumphant season, I think, but I was really pissed off that I didn't get to coach the last game. Yeah. I was very heartbroken about that, and I'm bummer. sure our son was kind of half broken about it, you know, <laughs> half heartbroken, if yeah. at all. But I think I just had a lot of emotional investment in that. And I wanted to earn my dad's stripes this mm. summer. Because we went from, okay, I'm just going to go on a, on a rampage here for a second. Because in the first game, we lost 10 to nothing. Mm -hmm. It was like 10 to nothing, wasn't it? It was a lot. It was a lot. We didn't even score. And over the course of several games, we cut down on the deficit. Like, hey, Phoebe. Phoebe has a lot to say right now, but we were down to, we tied, we went three, three on that last game that I coached. So the kids were doing better. They were having a lot of fun. I was having a lot of fun and, uh, I didn't get into tactics or anything, but I kind of felt like I was getting into tactics. So that was a lot of fun. And, uh, they're at kind of a weird age where yeah. there are, you know, seven year olds and nine, like seven, eight, nine year olds playing together. And they're kind of getting to an age where there is much more of a distinction between the older kids and the younger kids. Yeah. And <laughs> it's pretty obvious watching them, like who the older kids are. Right. And well, if you think about the age, you know, from seven, there's seven year olds who are tiny and then there's nine year olds who are huge, mm -hmm. who are built like linebackers, you know, they're, year olds. yeah, they're looking pretty big. Yeah. And I, I think there was a, a big disparity there, but the kids still had fun. They still had a great time. And I thought it was a really, really cool thing that we got to do. So, you know, just a, a something that bummed me out this summer, but overall, listen, we're not sick anymore. We sound a little bit like garbage, but hey, this is who we are now. This is me now. <laughs> Just mucus. Yeah, I'm going for that Bob Dylan rasp or maybe uh, Tom Waits mm. if if I can. But I, I think you need to smoke a few more packs a day for the next 40 years. That's true. To sound like Tom Waits. That's true. So how about those Olympics? Mm, the the Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> I made kind of a racist joke today that if it was oh the, the Olympics, it would just be a Mexican woman following the athletes around with an egg. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you jerk. Give them Olympia. Yeah. 
hey, limpias would be good for their are their um their humors. Their humors. It would <laughs> get the bad energies humors. away. Listen, I'm a fan of limpias, whether it's uh, an emotional thing, a mental thing, or a spiritual thing. They really do help. Or maybe it's a, pl- a placebo for something. You I bet your know. ass the Mexican team was doing that behind the scenes. Yeah, we were praying to high heaven trying to get the uh, the Mexican team, but they, they still lost. Well. well, the the individuals, but the, the soccer team is just a oh, constant disappointment. I wasn't talking about the soccer team. I was talking about they yeah. did well in archery. They did well in yes. diving. They got oh, fourth in and, diving. And get this. There was a story that I read recently. There was a Mexican athlete who married a a person from the Netherlands, Mm -hmm. and she moved over there. She was in archery, I believe, but she represented the Netherlands because the Mexican Federation for the Olympics refused to let her train in the Netherlands to represent Mexico. Oh, wow. So she had to make the choice to represent the Netherlands over Mexico. That sucks. And she placed Oh. <laughs> so um sorry phoebe again is uh doing some jumps on the table i thought that was just kind of hilarious because that that's just how inept the mexican federation is and i felt really disappointed but yet when the the mexican athletes show up every time i get a little tear in my <laughs> eye it's really amazing they had a lot of athletes kind yeah. of i was surprised at how many they had yeah we watched the opening ceremonies that was a blast and a half watching mm. those countries walk by and then every five minutes get interrupted by a commercial about insurance or medicine it's so much medicine can you talk to me a little bit about the pandering what were your first reactions on the pandering here (laughs) that we experienced i don't know i have these thoughts every well i guess it's every two years because you know the winter olympics is the same issue but um so you have to watch the olympics generally you have to watch them on tv like on live tv yeah. And so we get out the rabbit ears. It's like the only time we ever use the rabbit ears is every time the Olympics um, comes on. <laughs> so we got them out. And, and I just put them away too. Like yeah, we had I, just I put, put them, them away. away. Um, just a little bit ago. Yeah. So, you know, like the rest of the year. Phoebe is losing. Oh, babe, you're, sorry, you're spraying sorry. on the mixer. Sorry. What's going on here? Um, uh, so. Phoebe's going crazy, so people have no context on this. Sorry. Uh, our cat was just being very dramatic and rubbing on everything, including the microphones and all kinds of stuff. You've heard it all before here <laughs> at Our Kids Asleep. Nothing new. Um, yeah, so, you know, most of the year we, you just stream everything so you don't have to watch commercials. And, yeah. you know, when the Olympics come around and you're watching it on real TV, you're exposed to how much how many commercials you would be exposed to on any given watch of like a show or. And it's a shock, right? It is. It's a tremendous shock because you're going about your day. And right now we're probably used to maybe just a handful of ads on YouTube videos that are five to 30 seconds long. Sometimes you can skip them. And if you're, you know, at this point, if you don't know about ad blocker, you're missing out. Please get it because it changes your life. You you get less attacked, less bombarded by so much commercialism coming at you mm-hmm. that even so, I mean, with the ads that we're getting now, you go back to television after not seeing it for so long that it's a shock. It really is. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's kind of like watching the Super Bowl. Like it's an extended version of the Super Bowl where like all the ads are really high dollar. and yeah. 
Every ad has like an athlete in it who's hawking some some <laughs> product or or pharmaceutical. And what was the one that we were watching where we got really invested and it we, we were like a mother and daughter are like hanging out and doing something and then at the end it's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." And you thought it was like a little trailer for a film or something it was really beautiful and then at the end it's like united health or it was it was something stupid like that there's a few of them where you know and they so we were talking about how we feel kind of conflicted conflicted about about the olympics every time it comes around because on the one hand it's fun it's something that everybody you know it's it's very rare that um uh, a large group of people are watching the same thing at the same time. All across the world. All across the world. Everywhere. It's very rare that that happens. And, and you can argue, okay, you know, people are streaming or using the app or whatever. But a lot of, most people, I would say, are just watching it the normal way through mm-hmm. TV or rabbit ears or whatever. And so in that way, it's kind of cool that, you know, people are rooting on their country, their national team or whatever. And, you know, so there's sort of like this feeling of unity. But at the same time, watching it and seeing the commercials and the way they advertise things. It's just like, it's this rampant commercialism and consumerism as well as like this sort of um, hyper nationalist um, approach to. Well, they're really, they're really banking on your love for your country in in America I mean it's real in the United States it's very easy to give in to that sense of of extreme nationalism because it's all over it's everywhere right and it's it's a good time because the advertisers and the people who are in these marketing firms are thinking this is an opportunity to tug at the heartstrings and we know exactly which buttons to push which connections in particular you know, the, there's two things I notice. I notice the relationship between the managers, the coaches, the trainers, and their athletes. It's a very strong bond that, you know, a lot of people enjoy. And more importantly, you see the relationship over and over between parents and their children. Mm. The sacrifices that the parents make for the children, you know, whether they're pushing them toward the right thing or not, whether they're missing out on their childhood, all of the, like, the sacrificial aspect of it is is this beautiful thing to witness because it's so ingrained in us but it's it's also this botched kind of hero worship where it's it's commercial hero worship yeah because at the end of this beautiful story it's like visa (laughs) you know (laughs) right because it's not like trulicity the diabetes drug like like, this isn't heracles it could be mm -hmm. if if there was a some kind of pure you know, display of the athlete, but the athlete is just a conduit for the marketing. And it does feel a little bit icky. It well, feels- and it makes you, it reminds you that um, the only way these athletes get paid is if they have sponsors. And, and the that- only athletes who have sponsors are the ones at the top. How is it possible that the Olympic committees, the federations, this massive multi million, maybe even billion dollar thing is not paying these people like if they do i'm i'm certain that it's a minimal thing right they're not getting paid a lot i don't know is it the same argument as the um ncaa 
Like not paying the college athletes. Well, yeah, it's it's similar, but the scale is bigger. They're like, you're lucky to be here. Yeah, but... Representing your country. How messed up is it? I mean, how much does the Olympics... Oh, I don't even bring in I'm in sure terms of revenue billions of dollars. I mean, maybe this year is different because there's no spectators, but yeah. generally, I'm sure it's billions. Yeah, in yeah. ticket sales, in merch sales. I mean, yeah, it's a what lot. If I, what if I ask Google? Do you think it'll tell me? This isn't uh, just a disclaimer. This is not a marketing ad for Google. <laughs> I'm just going to ask it because it's easier. Okay, Google. How much do Olympic athletes get paid? Let me see if it'll. On the website newsweek.com, they say, according to the USOPC website, US Olympians will earn $37,500 for each gold medal at the 2020 Olympics, $22,500 for a silver medal, and $15,000 for a bronze medal. The pot is split evenly for team sports. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home or Google Assistant app. So I can't they, even hear that. So they get paid. Sorry, that was the Google Home, not your. I'm going to turn that off. <laughs> okay. Your- so I can ask it again, but you, you okay. keep talking. So I guess they get paid. If you couldn't hear that, I guess the athletes get paid per gold, silver, or bronze medal. And it's like 35, 25, and 15, depending on what you win. And it's split evenly if it's a team sport. So I guess they do get paid to win medals. To win. But throughout the training process? No, I can't imagine unless they're sponsored. Okay, Google. Do athletes get paid while they train? Oh, it just died. Okay, Google. (laughs) Do athletes get paid while they train? Here's what I found. It's not going to Okay, it's... Come on, why are you so stupid, Google? (laughs) It's because it's not the home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, You didn't say Olympic athletes anyway. Okay, Google, how much Olympic money get paid? (laughs) Did that make sense? Was that a real sentence? That's kind of a surprise. I didn't realize they got paid per medal. It's not a lot. Okay. Okay, Google. How much revenue do the Olympics make? Here is information from Wikipedia. So get this, the Rio de, de Janeiro Summer Olympics, the profit was $2 billion, mm. $2 billion. Mm-hmm. I can understand that there's a lot of in- infrastructure that has to be paid, you know, that should have been paid to Rio, right? For the privilege of using their country for this. They didn't make a lot of money on it. The city of Rio de Janeiro. They did not make that much money. Mm. A lot of it went to the Olympic team. It doesn't seem like a huge incentive for certain for cities to host the Olympics. Like I don't under aside from like bringing people to a city they may not have normally gone to. Mm-hmm. I don't really see the advantages other than like the prestige of it. That that's about it. I mean, they get a lot of a lot of commerce, a lot of industry coming in for a very short short amount of time. So yeah. it's good for business Tourism. in a way. Mm-hmm. But long term, there is you know you have these stadiums and these arenas yeah. and things like that that you're not going to be that able actually, to use for a like, lot. What which countries? Maybe it's more than one that have like just abandoned Olympic parks. Well, Brazil has a lot of abandoned stadiums from. The World Cup. Mm. When they held the World Cup, I believe, was it 2014? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was it was 2014, I'm pretty mm. sure. and Or 2018, geez, I can't even remember. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, these enterprises, uh, there's usually very few folks at the top who maintain that kind of mm-hmm. wealth. And I remember it coming out recently, too, that in the Winter Olympics in Utah in the early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken, there were allegations of bribery uh, from the the commission, the Olympic Commission in Utah, because they were, of course, trying to lure the Olympics to Utah. It kind of seems like anytime there's like world athletics, <laughs> their bribery is part like FIFA. Well, the there's Olympic huge Committee. money at stake. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of those countries' governments are not like on the up and up anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I obviously the uh, the boiling point in my opinion right now is the issue that we're having with Qatar mm-hmm. uh, trying to make a name for itself in sports not just in the olympics uh but mainly in soccer so they essentially bought out the fifa world cup for 2022 and over the course of the preparation there have been countless deaths of immigrant laborers who have come into qatar or cutter is it qatar i think it's cutter cutter well forgive me but they say it like cutter like Cutter. not like cutter. No, like cutter. You know, There's a difference pronunciation. <laughs> not, yeah, without the uh, the Wyoming um, mm-hmm. accent here. But many people have died mm-hmm. because there is no regard for the working classes who are putting together these beautiful, incredible stadiums that uh, the world's greatest soccer players are going to be using for this tournament. And that sickens me, and I made a promise to myself that I was not going to watch the 2022 World Cup. I still intend to skip out on the event. Just in terms of basic principle, basic morals, I can't in good conscience watch that. And I urge anyone who is a fan of the sport, I know it sucks, but you guys should probably not watch it. I'm just saying it's, I don't know, it breaks my heart because, hey, I've been watching soccer for as long as I can remember. And even now, this is the crazy thing too, and I apologize if I'm going on a rant here, but the this is just crazy. And the the CONCACAF, which is the uh, organization that controls soccer in Central and North America, hosts their their gold cup, or it's it's the CONCACAF Cup, whatever it is. And they usually have a guest nation to come in and play. Well, this year, because of the, I guess, maybe preparation for the World Cup, the Qatari team is going to be joining this tournament. And lo and behold, Qatar, a country that is not known for soccer, is, is in the f- semifinals of this tournament. So it's Mexico, the US, I think it's like Costa Rica, and Qatar. Cut- in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And Qatar, again, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm sure they have good athletes, you know, people who are devoting themselves really, really hard to the sport. But the reason they're there is money. But the reason they're there is money. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks ludicrous to me. Were they like a lot worse than the other teams? They've never been a staple of any of these tournaments. But how did they do? Well, in this tournament, in this uh, cup tournament that they're, that they're having right now... They're in the top four of the of our region mm. as as guests, and that's a normal thing. They invite mm-hmm. you know, um, like Nigeria came in one time, and then they brought like somebody from other places, um, just in the spirit of competition to keep things fresh. But it just doesn't sit well with me that mm. this country that it has no 
no soccer history is just suddenly mm-hmm. this amazing entity in sports which you know more power to them if they well, want to develop but <clears throat> and not to mention like the fact that they're bankrolling half the premier league teams like well that's the um the emirates uh folks um the the Qatar folks, I believe they they own PSG, mm. but I could be mistaken. Now I'm going to take a look at my facts, and I apologize that we're going into soccer a lot, but it it seems to go hand in hand mm-hmm. when we talk about corruption. I mean, this is rampant in in all levels of the sport, mm-hmm. and this is kind of hypocritical of me to get really pissed off about the World Cup when it's happening everywhere, and maybe I just I I'm wanting to accept a little bit of magic still, you know, but it comes back to what we were saying about believing in the magic of it. Mm. Like we kind of set things aside because as we're watching the Olympics, we're here as a family, you know, you, yeah, our son fun. and I, and we're, we're cheering on our country. And but then it's there's good. like all this other like problematic shit, like the runner who was, di- you know, disqualified because she tested positive for cannabis. And right. then there's like, you know, <clears throat> what was it the i want to say it was the norwegian handball team who um was fined because they didn't um wear bikini bottoms they wanted to wear shorts like the men's team yeah and they were fined for it and so it's like all this dumb shit that happens and around the olympics that's and it's just absolutely like, ludicrous the the degree of of classist sexist racist racist shit that has been just kind of set as tradition of of the of the competition is just so out of place now Mm -hmm. um and i i do i didn't hear that pink was offering to pay for the fine oh really for the team yeah that that was opting not to to wear the swimsuits another thing yeah the the bikini bikinis yeah another one that um got a lot of attention was the German gymnastics team. Right. <clears throat> who refused to wear leotards. They wore full body suits, um, which is what the men wear. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, the men wear like a leotard with like pants over it or something, but right. You know, they don't have to wear, they don't have to have their like ass and vulva hanging out. <laughs> it's, it's, really like you're strange. literally doing I mean, the most athletic shit like flipping upside down mm-hmm. and and you know doing these backhand springs and you have to wear the least amount of clothing you've ever you ever wear in your life like yeah and we were talking doesn't about make this, any sense like with the swimmers too like the camera's in there you know oh, yeah. even even when they're oh, like with the divers with the divers yeah, yeah and, the, and like they're just taking a shower you know like it, yeah it just, i mean you know they're not like naked or anything but it's like can, just give, <laughs> give them a them, second give like, them some space back off a, little a little bit, bit. yeah yeah they're trying to wash the chlorine out of their balls <laughs> like leave them alone <laughs> oh, sorry guys <clears throat> and in that case the men actually wear less clothing than the women do i mean they barely wear anything yeah maybe i'm just a prude and i'm just like i'm just gonna turn like if i if i was standing well, they're like i'm turning if you, away if you had the body of a diver you i wouldn't hide that shit you are you would kidding walk me? around <laughs> naked like no just, problem just getting it out there yeah. divers are ridiculous excuse me it's like, <laughs> like the, the, the abs the abs have abs out. yeah um but it's it's just an interesting thing to it's surreal mm-hmm. you know to have these these olympic athletes just ask for respect, mm-hmm. you know, like the basic things. And then the the Olympic committees and all these fucking people in power just going, 
ah, better not because we've always done it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly upsetting, but yet yeah. here we are. It's like a, we can't, it's a, it's a yeah. definitely there's like a dichotomy, like a dichotomous feeling to it because it's on the on the one hand it's fun and it's you know it only happens every four years and you know the summer yeah. Olympics I think is pretty popular. Um, oh, for sure. Compared, I would. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the summer's more popular than the winter? I would think so. I would think, yeah, because the, the summer's been around. Like the winter one hasn't been around as as long. Oh, really? I don't believe. No. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, there's fun things about both of them, but I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where you just you forget. I for always forget about the stuff that I don't like about the Olympics until <laughs> it comes back around, and I'm like, oh. Well, they, there's just the overall sense of exploitation, and yeah. I, oh, oh, and that promo we watched where it was the Rock. That's <laughs> that was the one. That was the hyper nationalist yeah, one where we were sitting there going gross. like, you know, like maybe you could tone it down a little bit. I mean, it, it was, doesn't. <laughs> it was pretty. Uh, I don't know. It just. It's that funny feeling that Bo Burnham talks about. It's that feeling of. I can't quite put my finger on why this is gross, but it doesn't feel good. Well, it, it is providing a sense of comfort to for who? some people. For some people, not you or I. I yeah. mean, it's, no, I get it. It's I, not for us. I That's can, what I'm saying. I under, like I understand intellectually why it's um, why it works because it's yeah, it's but it's so transparent to me, like. It's clear what they're doing, and I don't like it. I don't like being pandered to. I don't like, I don't like being prop like it's propaganda. Sure, it's a propaganda yeah. machine, and I don't like that. Yeah, and you know you can say it's whatever. It's just the Olympics. Like, calm down. It's like okay, but there is a bigger overarching theme here, and you hear it every time an athlete or the president says, "We're going through a really hard time in this country right now, but we're going to come together and." You know, it's just like, I don't know. It just it's a set of instructions clearly yeah, passed like, on. It just feels like a distraction, you mm-hmm. know, from all the other crazy shit that's yeah. going on over here. But it's like Marco over here, you right. know, and it's, I don't know. Right. Maybe I'm just being elitist. <sighs> no, I mean, I think there's, there's just a degree of, of disconnect that happens when you start looking at things objectively for yourself. You start... um making your own decisions about certain things that uh, some folks aren't interested in doing that because their life is hard enough or maybe they they don't want to push beyond what their their comfort is and a lot of folks aren't willing to confront that you know and in some cases i'm not willing to confront that mm-hmm. you know like it, it, i well, think it's it's an escapist i mean it's a, you know it only happens so often and it's an escape from yeah reality you know but it is a reinforcement of of a tribalist kind of thinking that gets people through the day. Mm. And that's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. You know, when you feel that community, when you feel that sense of togetherness, it's very difficult to think outside of that kind of worldview when you're comforted by that, when you're made to feel good by that. And I mean, it's effective. It's mm-hmm. incredibly effective. Whether yeah. it's it's good or bad, I mean, I I don't know. But it does come in, come in handy in times of war and conflict, uh, which seems to be the natural order of things these days. Um, but alas, we try to enjoy what we can without thinking too much about the heavy shit. Mm. Because 
at the end of the day, we ourselves have bills to pay and we have jobs and we have a variety of different things and we just don't want to hear about the heavy shit sometimes. Yeah. The we we want to forget, you know. <laughs> the existential dread is uh it's a heavy burden to yeah, bear. Yeah, it's it's that that beautiful sentiment by Howard Beale. He says that the the room keeps getting smaller and all you have is your TV and your and your frozen meal and all you want to do is just shut the world and say just give me something funny to laugh at <laughs> give me something good and everything's getting narrower and narrower and this is really bleak now but the the idea stands that mm-hmm. you know sometimes we we got to be aware of what's happening on a larger scale mm-hmm. and realize holy shit this is really bad pandering mm-hmm. <laughs> this is too much I can't do it, but um, it was really cool when the uh, the Tunisian guy won. That was that pretty was awesome. Cool. Yeah, and there's like those underdog stories all the time where they're yeah. like, this guy won a gold medal. <laughs> His country's never won a gold medal ever. Yeah. And yeah. he was the slowest in the Olympic trial. We're like, whoa, yeah, like, it's amazing. And then there was, um, and I forgot to tell you this, there was a video floating around of his family watching him. Mm. And I didn't get to watch it. Um, cause I, it was on my phone when I was working and, and I'm like, Oh God, I got to watch that. Cause people were freaking out. They're yeah. like, this is the most wholesome thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really sad that like some people can't have their families there. Like some of the most athletes, most of them. Yeah. Um, I find that pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the only, except I don't know, there was exceptions, you know, if you needed like a caretaker or if you were like mm-hmm. a nursing mom or yeah. that kind of thing. But, but you know what they did have? And I'm sorry, this is a complete digression. In the basketball halftime, in one of the games, they brought out a basketball robot from the halfway court. Like it <laughs> shot, uh, it shot one, and then it was like moving, like like it was kind of dancing. <laughs> was it like the Boston Dynamics robot? I no, they're in, they're in Japan, babe. They got all kinds oh, of yeah, robots over true. there. They're way ahead. Of they're us. like Boston. <laughs> it's like I'll show you dancing robots, oh, and then they're all choreographed, yeah. and then like they're like, oh, whoop de doo! That robot can do a back handspring. Yeah, it's dance. like it's like a K-pop band. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's and Korea, not the, Japan. How come dare on now, I? Come on now. <laughs> um, there was a a drone presentation over the the when the countries were coming in. Mm-hmm. There was a an assembly of drones in the sky. They did that in China too. But it looks fuck like okay. Yeah, yeah. There, there's was, that whole like cool. like I it saw a dude cool. that sucks. Saw a dude okay. Sucks. <laughs> I know <laughs> no, you've yeah, seen yeah. it before. I, I, know. I know you've seen it before, but it's it was just like this gorgeous feat of technology mm. to have these fucking things in the sky. Mm-hmm, like a flock of them. Like a flock of them. Like I mean, spying on everyone, that's fine. But um <laughs> They're like, we're dancing, quote unquote. <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Not yeah, I mean, your in a nutshell, uh, a lot of stuff going on right now. The Olympics are probably halfway done, right? No, they just started. How long do they have? It's like 20 days. Oh, God. It's like through the end of the m- So, I've been excited for three days, and I have to be excited for started. another three weeks? It just started on Friday. Last oh. Friday. Well, this is... And then there's the Paralympics after that. I really have to pace myself. <laughs> That's what it was, babe. In the commercials, they were taking advantage of the it's Paralympic the, people. It's always the Paralympic and, people. And there's always like, there's this poor swimmer, you know, she doesn't have her legs. She's doing this amazing thing. And then like, I can just fucking picture it in like a, a PR meeting. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, so we have this, this swimmer without any legs. 
and she's doing awesome. I we've like looked her up on Facebook. She's mm-hmm. gonna be there. It's gonna be great. And she's gonna be swimming through the memories mm-hmm. of the suffering of her adoptive parents. Of her ado- and you're like, oh my god! They're like, like, and then we hit him with you, the visa. Can you imagine? End. Okay, and this is the fucked up thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> now I sound like Tom Papa. Can you imagine? <laughs> but can you imagine this oh. this poor girl? Right? She's she's focusing and she needs the money. To be an athlete. Mm-hmm. She needs a, um, the money to maintain, you know, so the sponsorship is vital. So Visa comes along and says, we want to take advantage of your story to sell credit. How does that sound? Okay, that sounds good. What am I going to do? Am I going to like hold the card and like pay it a checkout, you know, and kind of smile really good? No, we're going to walk you through the most painful areas of your life. <laughs> we're going to dramatize them, make them fantastical, and you're going to be swimming, and then you're going to be swimming into the sunset, mm-hmm. and you're going to win in the end, presumably, and everyone's going to be crying at mm-hmm. the end. I... <laughs> She's like, great. Where do I sign? <laughs> Where do I sign? That'll be that'll be like fifty thousand dollars or whatever they pay them. Hopefully, they pay them more than that. I, I don't know. Those don't are know. some high dollar fucking commercials. I feel like Lucille Bluth. Like when I talk about this stuff, because I have no context, <laughs> I have no sense of money. Nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does what do Olympics cost? <laughs> Six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Congratulations, you married a moron. Mm. But. Uh, that's pretty much all i had to say about that i'm sorry the olympics you know they're fun just watch them yeah yeah we we've gone on just be aware of what's going on like just be conscious of the fact that they're pandering to you because that's what's happening yeah and one last thing though um the memes have been off the hook for the olympics Olympic memes yeah olympic memes my favorite though and i i have to spoil it for you guys i'm very sorry was (laughs) when (laughs) <laughs> the uh the torch was getting lit and mm-hmm. there was this girl running and then the meme said something like yeah i've seen this before and they show the a still frame of lord of the rings with the urukai <laughs> running <laughs> down with the torch <laughs> i saw that one and then there was another variation of the meme that said that had aragorn at the bottom of it going legolas <laughs> take him down <laughs> I liked the Take one. Him down. I liked the one with um <laughs> with the the fry cook games from SpongeBob and the, oh, yeah. the fish is like running <laughs> up to light the torch and he lights it and he's like yay and then he like bursts into flame. The flames, yeah. It's so stupid. Um, those I, I think those are top top two. You know, if you if you got any more, just l- let us know because apparently we got another month of this shit. Hmm. So uh, we're happy to you know take a look at those memes. Uh, what's our email? Do we have an email? Yeah, it's ourkidsasleep at gmail.com. I was asking for the audience. I know that you know that. Oh. that <laughs> Send us some memes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, those Bo Burnham memes have been off the hook, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff. And, and he's on our mind because we recently got to watch his special on the big screen at the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go into this a lot because we already talked about it, but, uh, just a quick thing. Um, what was your response there? Um, it belongs on the big screen. Um, in a normal time, it probably would have been released there first. Um, I think it should have been released there first, but you know, it was a Netflix special and Mm. it was the pandemic. So, um, but it was, um, (laughs) 
I don't know. Like it's 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 built the spectacle of it and the the conversely the intimacy of it is really effective on a big screen. So um, it was fun to sort of be in a room with a bunch of other people who had clearly also seen it and mm. knew the songs and yeah to experience that and um, with other people was fun. Just a quick thought. I do, I do agree, you know, about the theatricality of it kind of coming through. Um, there were some songs that I, that I kind of felt lukewarm about, you know, or maybe I didn't feel like I liked them as much as others, but listening to some of the songs in particular, the, the closing kind of medley that he did, um, it was really moving because you got a sense of his musicality, his, his performative kind of aspect. And maybe it was just being in a dark room, like you are in a theater reminds you of, of like the potency of some of these songs and how big they can actually be. So it really sold me on just his sense of, of craft and being able to create music that, that could be a musical that could be, performed in a bigger kind of scenario and i was really taken by that i really enjoyed it um it felt less emotional to me and and maybe it's because i've seen it quite a few times but i could actually enjoy the the technical spectacle of it fully it felt less emotional to you because it was it was supplanted by by a more theatricality like a Mm. bigger kind of kind of thing mm. um just i was bec- more i felt more emotional about it mm. maybe because it was that was all i was focused on yeah you know when you're that, at that home be, it's like right. there's stuff that's distracting you your phone or the cats or whatever like mm-hmm. you're not fully yeah not to say that i completely disconnected <clears> but <throat> no. that that was kind of the reaction is i i felt more drawn at that moment too mm-hmm. um to sort of like the bigger parts of it, mm-hmm. but great stuff. Uh, if you get a chance or if it plays again, check it out. But if not, it's on Netflix, uh, Bo Burnham inside great stuff. Let's talk about, um, well, we, we kind of went long on the Olympics, but we can talk about sob rock real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, John Mayer put out an album. We like John Mayer. What's going on with John Mayer? <laughs> We've been listening to John Mayer since bef- well, before we got together. Yeah, um, and well, then we sort of converged on him when we were together, like when we first started dating. So you and I have had a conversation about uh, our favorite album by John Mayer. You said Heavier Things initially when we first started dating, and I yeah. said Room for Squares because they were the first ones that we heard. Yeah, what changed now? Because we lost track of it, but I, I think that now we're we're getting mm. to explore a little bit more. I think. Um, I think Continuum is my favorite one. I was, I was almost going to say Continuum, but it is very special. I think because that's the album that we listened together. It came out at the time that we were. We also saw that one in concert. We did see it in concert. And it's also a blues album, which I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very good. Because I'm a sad sack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're in good company. Um, I I don't know. I mean, you see an evolution in somebody who is really over being famous and is kind of just being an artist now and has been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And because we had a kid, I think we we missed out on a couple of albums that he put out because we were just, you know, 
new parents. Yeah, we were interested, but we just didn't really, we weren't in the mindset to listen to new shit or do do new stuff. But I think we missed battle studies. We missed. We didn't miss that one. Oh, we listened to that one. That yeah, one's okay. We listened to that um, one. The one after that, though. The one where he's in Montana. There was and he's two got or the three of them that we missed. And yeah, the ones of, of the mid 2010s. Yeah. Right. And now we're back with this one. First reactions on this. What's your your take on this? Um, it's got a, like a very nostalgic, easy listening sound. Um, I was trying to think of bands to. I was trying to think of ways I could sell it to my mom, and I was like, think you two and Chris Isaac's, Chris Isaac's Isaac, Chris Isaac, and like Hootie and the Blowfish, like all rolled into one. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think the <clears throat> excuse me the retroness really kind of goes back to the eighties too. Mm-hmm. There's there's just a yeah. um a quiet demeanor, and now it's the stuff that you would listen to the oldies oldies. Mm-hmm. But it's got a hint of of like um synth like quality. You know, it reminds me of of old 80s commercials mm. maybe it's because the the first ad that i saw for it had that kind of feel yeah he's driving down the the freeway right by the ocean and it's very calm and soothing so it, it almost feels like one of those uh commercials for moody blues or or like those kinds of collections from the 80s that mm. we would see a lot in the 90s and you would have to call the 800 number to kind of order them mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that so it definitely has a whole concept behind it of of looking back and it's very comforting. Yeah. No, no, listening to it, I feel very soothed by it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, it's it's romantic, it's soothing. Um I don't know. I like it. It's definitely easy listening. Yeah, I wanted to make a comment too on the on the songwriting on this because I I've listened to a lot of his earlier and middle songs in his career <clears throat> and he has a great penchant not just for for the musical part of it cuz he's he's a goddamn guitar genius he's great his lyrics are the right amount of direct but there's there's still a, a hint of poetry with this album it feels like that's even more stripped down and the lyrics are more direct they're more straightforward like designed to get you to just take in the thing and not overthink it just this is what it is and it's a it's something for you to to just enjoy it as as a thing that just communicates that kind of peace that freedom to say why don't you love me anymore mm. you know like he says why you no love me which i think is hilarious because that's totally from the meme that's got to be from the meme oh. and you know like where that that weird cartoon is like mm-hmm. why you know why you know this mm-hmm. So I don't know. It it feels like there's a lot of character there, mm-hmm. but it's still it's still straightforward, you know, and and just the right amount of of um, lyrical complexity. I guess mm-hmm. I guess you could say. It's I, funny I really like the, it. It's funny that you focus on the lyrics because I don't focus on the lyrics at all, <laughs> and I just I focus on like the the sound. Mm-hmm. But. It's well, it sucks you in. It's good um, to have both perspectives. Yeah, the the music is is very welcoming. It's very enticing, but 
it's the kind of shit that parents listen to when when we're just exhausted. We're like, I don't want to think about anything, you know. <laughs> just yeah, let me I, enjoy this. I finally understand like the meaning behind easy listening. <laughs> yeah, easy listening is like five days with a kid, you know, mm-hmm. who's who's gone off the deep and he's trying to wrestle you and fight you at every turn, and then you get home. Or, or not, you don't. You're already home in this situation, but you, you, you just deflate onto you the just couch. D- deflate onto the couch or in the bed at eight o'clock, and you say, "I want to sob now. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for sob rock." <laughs> Very good album. We highly recommend it. Give it a listen on Spotify or somewhere else, or you know, like if you want to support the artist, go and buy it. John Mayer doesn't need anyone's money though. So he's just happy touring and being his best self. He so, is going. Just fuck he it. Is Leave going alone. On tour next year. Oh, next year. Or, you know, this year or next year. I'd like to see him live again. I think that'd be, would that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, enjoy Sob Rock. It's pretty wonderful. And lastly, we want to leave you with uh, some quick commentary on, I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm on TikTok. I got on TikTok for a little bit against my better judgment and... I don't know what what do you think? I mean, I still don't know what to think. I've been on it for like three weeks, I'm and I still, still don't know what the hell of, I'm, I'm doing. living vicariously through you because I don't I don't want any part of that shit. Like I don't want to I don't want to be addicted. You know what? And what the, just like, just the time I've spent with you on it is overwhelming. Can I tell you something? Let me, let me say something. <laughs> okay, okay, <So>. Bobby. <laughs> you know that scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they're on the boat and they get in there in the tunnel in the tunnel Mm -hmm. and and shit starts spinning you get to see like the projections of like iguanas and then like gross shit like Mm -hmm. insects and stuff and but it's going all over the place like there's lights and you're about to have a seizure Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like when you're in tiktok (laughs) that's what it feels like to have your brain just completely assaulted Mm -hmm. by images just nonstop. yeah I don't know. But that being know. said, we found some <laughs> gems. We did. We there's, did. There's some stuff on there that has brought us immense joy in the past couple weeks. We've been laughing a lot. <laughs> Even though we we were sick and exhausted and all kinds of shit going on, we have been having the time of our lives because I I'm okay, you got to credit me on this. I had the good sense <clears throat> of following sort sort of like the right hashtags. Um, I went in there to to look at music stuff. I went in there to look at like um, funny things, like stand up comedians. They they have a lot of stuff on there, and um, there is there are corners of this massive, insanely populous app that just it keeps going and going. But there's there's small pockets of good resources, funny things, lots of Mexicans there. So I feel <laughs> like I'm at home. You know, there's like old ladies cooking. There's mm. a lot of like Mexicans doing the funny dance and and you know, things like that. Mariachi. A lot of mariachi. Uh, some mariachi stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, a lot of cool drumming. Mm. But there's there's this thing called duets on it. And folks start collaborating with each other. And, and that's just a really brilliant creative component to this thing. It may have been taken from Musical.ly, which is the mm-hmm. app that was kind of the foundation for this thing. And <clears throat> Musical.ly came first? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Either it became TikTok or, or TikTok bought it and... Mm. and excuse me they just you know took over but say somebody posts a video 
And it could be of a musical nature or not. It could just be somebody talking. And then other people can add to it. And we're talking about sometimes as short as 15 seconds, sometimes uh, 60 seconds. Now they've expanded uploads to, I think, two and a half minutes, I believe, if you do it from a desktop or something else. But <laughs> there's people who who like the video in question here that is really making us laugh a lot. There's this cat that's coming down the street to hang out with a stranger. This person who has like no neighborhood really, is like a neighborhood cat. And this lady is recording the cat coming down to her and she's singing to the cat saying, here comes the boy and making this, this <laughs> really like sing along a kind of like quaint little thing. It's, the original is really sweet. It's really sweet. And maybe we should just play it, yeah. you know, because who gives a shit? Yeah. Nobody's, you know, nobody's going to sue us. Yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Anyway. Yeah. And I'm going to try to find, I'm going to try to find it. Just keep talking while we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, kind of set the stage. Yeah. So there's this cat's name is, there's like a little like explanation of the cat and it was like, his name is mashed potato and he lives in this neighborhood and all like all the neighbors in the, in, on the street love him. And he's sort of like sauntering over to this girl and she's, she's recording him and she's singing pretty sweetly to him like as he's coming toward her to get pet. <laughs> so here's the original. Okay. Here comes the boy. Hello boy. Welcome. There he is. He is here. <laughs> and then Just, at the end he's like purring and he's purring yeah. and like ready for the for the pets. The Getting boy. pets. This is a bossa nova one. Hello, boy. <laughs> wow i i just gotta one. say that's that's wonderful but and they get so complex yeah so we're gonna we're gonna go up in complexity so yeah. this is the one that i thought was really good uh again another bossa nova one but i'll find the the really big one mm -hmm. here comes the It's it's insanely beautiful. Yeah, and, it's and a sweet one. The amount of talented people on, yeah. on TikTok is it's is crazy. really mind boggling. And as I look for the last one, I just wanted to let you folks know every hashtag in here, and this is the baffling thing. When there's a hashtag for something, we're talking about billions mm -hmm. of posts. Not just like, you know, this uh, is like it's this TikTok is really popular in like China, India. Like some of the most like densely populated places in the world. Yeah. So it just keeps going on and on. And if you think about it too much, you you would probably lose your mind. It's like a It's a very it, overwhelming. Yeah, it's it's a lot to process. But if you take it in small doses, I mean I, I probably only spend about, I don't know, fifteen minutes a, a day, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying not to not to get too <clears throat> wild with this because I'm a grown ass man and I'm still trying to find <laughs> what exactly I'm doing with this, but it, it's a cool resource. It's kind of nice to see how people are being creative, how people are just functioning in this, in this crazy, crazy world. I can't even find it, but can I show them the other one? The frog one. The frog one yeah. is. This one's our son's favorite. This is a masterpiece. I just have to say. 
I got, I have to give a shout out to these people and, and maybe I'll put them in the description so you guys know where mm. this is coming from because uh, you have to see this. You have to kind of experience this, this thing. I'm going to try to find the original. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can so we can go from there. But this is the problem too in my saved ones. There's just like a crap ton of them. Yeah, there's not really... It's not like a well organized. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like like all your liked posts are just all in one like it's like a word vomit. Yeah, and I don't place. even know how to do a playlist. Like I'm so new at this that I I just I don't even know if that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But can you set the stage for the frog one? Okay, this is um <laughs> what happens. Okay, with the so frog there's one? a there's like a tree frog on like a. It's like sitting on a tree and it's <clears throat> it's making this weird noise. It's just like ee, 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 ee. and it's you know, you can see like its little bladder like inflating each time and and then like and then this like dance beat comes in behind it. So this is by at OPR Music and he's the originator of the beat. He found the sample and then he uploaded it to TikTok. And it's featuring Feature- frog. Yeah, it says a little house jam featuring frog. I that little sound you hear is the frog and he's dancing not the frog the guy flames behind him (laughs) and it's a it's a fucking jam it's a a, jam it's it's such a good song yeah that they actually released it and (laughs) one of my favorite additions to this was this guy that I follow um, called Sebastian, I believe. Is he the rapper? He's the rapper. Yeah. And he does, he, he's very good. He drops a lot of sick rhymes, if I may say that. And I, I think that he should be celebrated because this is his version of it. Like this one. <laughs> Trying to get my life like a frog, not living, croaking, hope knows my flow be chromatic. Staying on the tree, that's a house party habit. We use black magic when life is black matter. Beast from the west to the east, feeling pleased to the feet, making bounce from the seas, good vibes when we meet. High on the beast, got him weak in the knees. With my style and my steeze, I'm a G. <laughs> so this is uh the actual Sebastian on TikTok. He's uh a great character on there. I I love this stuff. He might be my favorite mm. one that I found on here. But think of a world where you have this this beat maker, you have this guy who raps and you have this frog that have nothing to do with each other and then suddenly they collide to create something like this. Yeah. How is this possible? We're living in the greatest time in the history of the world. I guess so. But it's too much. <laughs> It's it's a fucking time bomb. Yeah, what are the, we doing? The app itself is too much. It's, it's crazy talk. It's absolute crazy talk. But, but I, I I'm surprised we've you found those gems because it's I just don't. Uh, yeah, how I, you find anything in that? Just they ocean. came to me. You don't do anything. No, I know. You just it's the algorithm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I liked two music things, and then all I got was music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. China knows me better than you at this point. You <laughs> well, know, with the searches. And, uh, one of the podcasts I listen to, your mom's house, one of the hosts is on TikTok and she curates TikToks like on her Instagram, which is yeah. stupid, but that's what people do. And her, she's always talking about the algorithm and how if you, you know, 
she curates her algorithm very carefully so that she only gets the mentally ill. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy <laughs> thing is like it, they know how to tailor it so much that you get extremes. It's like well, yeah. again, coming back to what Bo Burnham was saying, here's a healthy breakfast or you should kill your mom. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. really that is that is the internet. That is the yeah. extreme that we're living in. And we have to be able to manage that somehow without falling apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. It is it is a time of daily existential dread and we have to fight it with with a groundedness and a little bit of of levity because if not we're going to lose our goddamn minds. Mm. And we're just going to be paranoid shells of people in corners just, just think weeping. Of Tom Papa. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing fine. You people are doing awesome. We're about the hour mark. Uh, I think we should uh, wrap it up. But next time, I got some ideas for what we should talk about. I want to talk about how insane it is that Jeff Bezos went to fucking space on the backs of this slave labor. I think we should get Austin in on this to talk about why this is a good thing, why this is a bad thing. I think he's very qualified to talk about rockets something that he loves well, they'll be here so yeah and and it. austin's the best um i guess sam can come on too of course of course and we'll talk we'll talk we'll complain about something uh <laughs> together as a unit because that's what we do and uh overall i think this is it right you want to call it mm-hmm. okay much to talk about we'll come back we'll talk about controversy politics space and jeffrey Bezos. maybe demons we'll see demons i just i wanted to throw <laughs> something in there you know something a little bit different um what should folks do they should subscribe rate and review the podcast uh and you can email us at our kids asleep at gmail.com and we thank you for listening much love to everyone and talk to you guys later bye guys bye